Good afternoon, everybody. This is episode 11 of Zooming with the Boys. My name is Brandon. We got Jordan on deck again. We're going to be going over the NBA playoffs. They're kind of uh, finishing up quite nicely right now. Uh, Phoenix leads the Los Angeles Clippers 3-2 to two in the Western Conference and in the Eastern Conference right now. Milwaukee leads the Hawks 2-1. to one. Uh, before we get in, Jordan, how you doing, bud? Good, man. How you doing today? I'm doing all right. Went to work today. So <coughs> Did you? Couple, yeah, I got a couple surprises up my sleeve for the folks out there. So can't wait to unveil that. Some of the boys got a little taste test of what is to come. So I am excited to uh, unveil the surprises soon enough. Can't wait. Yeah. Big news. Uh, Big news, baby. So we'll dive right in. We'll start in the Eastern Conference. I believe last episode, the Eastern Conference hadn't even started yet. Uh, Bucks-Hawks game one. I called the shocker game from the Hawks. I knew they were going to ride high on their series win against the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, Trey Young went off. He had 48 points, seven rebounds, 11 assists. and we've come to the conclusion these two teams are absolutely fucking dreadful at shooting threes. Milwaukee was 8 yeah. for 36 for 22% from the three-point line. And Atlanta was 8 for 32 for 25% from the three-point line. So, uh, yeah. What do you think of game one, Jordan? Uh, well, you called it, bub. Uh, I said the Bucks were going to just go full force and take fucking game one right off the bat. Mm-hmm. But... You called it. Fucking the Hawks are gonna. T- <clears throat> Sorry, Hawks are gonna take game one. Milwaukee's gonna come back and slap them a couple games, and that's exactly what happened. Fucking Trey Young just absolutely popped. John Collins played a great game. Clint Capella did his thing with his crazy ass rebounds. Jonas played all right. Drew Holiday played pretty good. Chris Middleton just had an all right game, but yeah, the fucking. The fucking threes, man, like you said, were just terrible. I think uh, – fuck. I think fucking Giannis just needs to fucking go to the gym in the offseason and n- never fucking step past that three-point line and just learn how to fucking shoot some threes because it's just a little ridiculous in my opinion. Yeah. Him and Ben Simmons need to get together in the offseason and uh, work on the stroke from the perimeter. That guy could shoot, man. Well, both of them. If the both – either one of them could shoot, it just to completely change up their games. like. They're already a, a good threat at what they are, what they're doing so far. So just imagine if they could be a threat somewhere else, right? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> like in the likes of like LeBron James, LeBron can be uh, compared to Giannis just based on the like their drive capability, just the way they get to the hole is insane. But yeah. the, LeBron has that perimeter where he can shoot like thirty-seven percent from three or whatever. Like he's not afraid to pull up. He will pull up and he will drain in your face. So that's what like knocks the defenders off guard. Like they don't know whether to fucking get up on him and guard three or sit back and just wait for him to try and drive. If Giannis had that in his arsenal, he'd just be even more lethal. Oh, like, that's yeah, that's what I'm saying too. And it's like, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, I was just gonna say like these teams know they're bad like shooting threes, there's no reason Milwaukee should be shooting 36 three-point attempts. Um, same with uh, Atlanta. Like, 
after a while, maybe 15 or 20 strokes from the perimeter, you kind of just got to give it up. It's not your night. Just put it, put it in the fucking paint. And Milwaukee, I believe, just failed to do that. And that's why they, uh, they got upset in game one. Yeah. Like you were saying before about, like, that's just a difference between, like, good players and great players, right? Like, they're not going to give it to Giannis in the closing seconds to shoot a fucking three for the win or anything like that. They know they can't. Whereas yeah. LeBron, he, you know, you can give that to him like any time of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Just the difference. <clears throat> but uh, yeah. So the Hawks uh, beat the Bucks 116 to 113 in game one. Close fucking game. Uh, again, if Milwaukee kind of uh, minimized their three point attempts, I believe it be a different story but uh bucks came back in game two won 123 to 91 an absolute fucking slaughter fest from the the bucks again ice tray went cold one for eight from three point i only had 15 points uh no one else on the hawks did shit nobody really wanted to help trey in uh game two and it was just a huge second quarter for the bucks uh, the Bucks ended up out rebounding the Hawks 47 to 34 and scored 62 points in the paint. Like when you're bullying a team in the paint like that, good luck because it's probably not going to go your way. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, no one on the fucking Hawks, like you said, played good. I like, and Trey Young, like, as great as he's playing, he can't. He's not gonna pop off every single game mm. over forty points. Like someone's need, someone needs to come in and give the guy a hand. I mean, that's what. Like I'm sure that's what like kind of picked up Lou Will for. Like he was previous six man of the year, God knows how many times. Like, and he just doesn't really have it in him anymore. And, and Bogdanovich, usually he's a guy that another guy that can pop off for them, but yeah. no one really did anything for them. And then, yeah, the fucking the bullying and the paint, man. They over fucking 30 points they fucking capitalized on them in the paint 62 to 30 points in the paint for the bucks and just that's insane rebounds i think that's going to be the the difference maker in the series is the points in the paint and the rebounds because even in uh game three it was a big mishap there mm-hmm. same thing <clears throat> yeah um the hawks just don't have the supporting cast like the bucks do and i think Don's going to tell eventually that that's going to be the way it's going to be. And teams win championships, not players, not a couple players. Like, yeah, you have Jason Collins, you have Clint Capella, you have Berger who can pop up once in a while, but you got to kind of spread the floor and play a lot better defensively. And they didn't, they got absolutely fucking slaughtered, uh, giving up 123 points. That's just completely unacceptable, but it's also you're playing the Bucks, So, um game three box take game three as well one one thirteen to 102 uh chrissy fucking baby aka chris middleton he's tired of everyone calling him ugly obviously he fucking popped 38 points 11 rebounds seven assists six for 12 from three point line again the bucks just fucking absolutely bullied the hawks in the paint like 50 50 to 35 in the rebound category uh that's just unacceptable as well. You're gonna you're gonna lose if you're getting out rebounded by 15 rebounds, especially like offensive rebounds. You're just giving them three points to just kind of tap in, especially with the paint players they have. Uh, 
I believe game three was when Trey Young tripped over a referee and hurt his ankle. He is now questionable for game four, which is happening tonight, Tuesday. So when you're seeing this, it would have happened last night. So we'll see if he plays or not. But yeah, man, uh, game three is kind of uh, putting putting everything into perspective and the Bucs are going for a little push right now. Trey, yeah, Trey Young was playing great too, too till the ankle thing. And then as soon as that kind of happened, fourth quarter, the Bucks just kind of turned it around and kind of ignited the fire in them right there, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, fucking, yeah, Chris Middleton, man, that guy just popped off. I mean, he's still not the greatest looking guy in the world. I'm not going to lie. He looked a little better that night. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, he had a little fire underneath him that night. So I'll give that to him. He just. Uh, he just absolutely <laughs> took over the fourth quarter and yeah, he, he said, did. This is my fucking house. Even yeah, though. and then again, the fucking points in the paint. Like, like I said, I think that's gonna be the different, the big difference maker in the series. Like, fuck, you can't be fucking getting doubled your points in the paint. Like against, like holy fuck, like fifty six to thirty four, and then the game before that was sixty two to thirty. Like, it's just yeah, the fucking and. Who's going to, like, I guess Clint Capella is the only guy really capable of even stopping Giannis, and I just don't see that happening. He's small. Yeah. Uh, He's just a small center. Uh, He can get – he's aggressive, like, he gets boards and shit, but it's just easy basketball to play. You just put, like – and teams don't – teams are kind of swaying away from it, but in the playoffs, that's when it all comes back. Uh, Just pushing the ball into the paint getting into the bonus, going to the free throw line. I know that the Bucs probably don't want to go to the free throw line as much because they're a fucking subpar free throw shooting team. But, like, yeah. if say you make fucking 55 60% of your free throws, they're just easy buckets anyways, and you get a lot of and ones. Like, rather than try and chuck up a bunch of fucking threes that they're not going to contest because, like, you're a terrible – three-point shooting team uh, besides Drew Alday and Chris Middleton. Um, yeah. yeah, they're just going to sag off on you. And if you can, you want to gobble up as many extra points as you can, get them in foul trouble, and put their backs up against the wall. It's just smart basketball. It's the basketball that I like to watch. So, yeah. Uh, I see the Bucks take taking the series from here, really honestly. Um, Trey Young's injury didn't really help much at all. He's questionable. Uh, James Harden had been questionable in his series, and he came back and did absolutely fucking nothing. Uh, players like to rush back from injury to try and be there for their team, and it's more of a detriment to their team. But also, nobody's going to fill Trey Young's shoes in the Hawks, so. Yeah, like you don't have another, you don't really have another guy on that team that's gonna pop off. So it's like, even with him injured, I still think he's better better for the team there. Yeah, like you know, put on soft nights, he puts up 15, 20, 25 points. Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, we'll take it right over to the Western Conference. Uh, game right. one happened last week. We covered it one twenty to one fourteen for the Phoenix Suns. Game two, the Phoenix Suns won 104 to 103 to take a 2-0 lead on the Clippers in dramatic style. 
It was a last second alley oop by DeAndre Ayton. It had the crowd shocked. It had uh, Stephen A. with his fucking jaw dropped in the uh, stands, just in absolute awe. The place was buzzing. Phoenix was just going fucking absolutely wild. Aiden finished with 24 points, 14 rebounds, one assist. Payne, uh, Cameron Payne also did great, 29 points, nine assists. That's just a great sideline. You can't really ask much for, for, uh, for a guy like Cameron Payne. You can't ask much more from him. Booker was fucking a little cold, though, 20 points, four rebounds, five assists. And the Suns shot, like, absolute shit from the three-point line, 23%, six for 26. But the Suns also had 60 points in the paint. So here's the paint presence again coming into effect in the playoffs. And it's just smart. Like, teams, Phoenix, you, in the – in the series before and leading up to these the series against the Clippers, their shooting efficiency was absolutely crazy. And it's kind of like a reminder of the Golden State Warriors in the past. They just have a crazy shooting efficiency, like Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Devin Booker. Obviously, Devin Booker isn't the three-point shooter that Clay Thompson and fucking uh, Steph Curry is, but like he's just he shot very efficiently from the three-point line. And when you do that, you're you're just kind of draining and backing up because like nobody's gonna foul, nobody's gonna play super aggressive on you unless you drive to the paint. And there's in that category, they're in that class of player where people will put their hand up on the guy, but like nobody's gonna intentionally foul Devin Booker or get a little over aggressive with him on the three point line just on the off chance that he makes the three and then he go for an animal and you get a four-point play. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah, no, that game was fucking insane, man. I was watching the end of it, and I texted you right after, I remember. It happened. I was like, holy fuck, they just threw an alley-oop for the fucking win. Fucking, like, less than a second left on the clock. And they were actually talking about it on the sidelines right before uh, they invented the ball. They were saying it has to be an alley-oop. Like, this play has to be an alley-oop. Hmm. And they fucking got it off. <laughs> and then the good thing about the Suns is, like, in a game where, like, your star Booker isn't popping off, like, 20 points, he's still playing, like, he's still playing good. Don't get it was me wrong. Respectful, but like, yeah. yeah. But uh, in a game where he's not popping off, like, you have other guys that can step up and fill that spot. Like, Cameron Payne just steps up and pops almost 30 in. And then Aiton's just been a fucking beast in the paint. Like, he's just been bullying guys in the paint. Like, yeah. He's the one who got obviously that alley oop because the guy's just feeling it, man. He's fucking, he's he's feeling it right now. It's fucking, it's working out for them. <clears throat> and especially with Chris Paul out too, which was yeah. insane. Um, Paul George did what he could in game two, twenty six points, six rebounds, six assists. Like, BG's really... playing good. Yeah, can't. Yeah, yeah. It make a difference with Kawhi and obviously just like it make a difference with. CP at the same time though. So yeah. Uh yeah. Uh Suns Clippers game three. Uh the Clippers took game three in LA 106 to 92. Uh George put the Clippers on his back, and then Chris Paul was it was Chris Paul's return to the lineup. He had 15 points, 12 assists, just usual CP3 shit. Booker was one for seven from the three-point line. 
Uh, not a good night for him at all. He had 15 points in 40 minutes. It's just not the uh, Devin Booker that we've seen in the playoffs. But Paul George, 27 points, 15 rebounds, eight assists, like just an absolute beast of a fucking game. Got them back in the series. Uh, didn't have their backs completely up against the wall going down 3 0, especially like losing their first game at home. So that was good to see. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Chris, uh, Paul George has really gained my respect this uh, series for sure. We're seeing the PG from the Pacers coming back in. Yeah, really. And um, the rebound, the rebounds that he's getting, like the rebound totals he's getting is fucking scary. Especially yeah. like Ty Lue is rotating them uh, like very smart, very strategic. Like he's not overdoing it. He's not like you're not seeing guys playing like Brooklyn Nets numbers, like 45 minutes, 50 minutes going into overtime, shit like that. So, yeah. And he's switching it up too. Like, mm-hmm. If Marcus Morris is working that game, Marcus Morris is getting the minutes. Like if Terrence Mann's working that game, Terrence Mann's getting the minutes. Like and vice versa, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's smart that way. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Clippers crawl back in game three, and then game four got a bit of a curveball. Uh, Suns won eighty-four to eighty. I didn't know it was a nineteen ninety-four basketball game, but. Fuck, I'll take it. Was it defense or just shitty offense? I'm going with the shitty offense. Uh, yeah. Suns were 36% from the floor and 20% from three. Clippers were 32% from the floor and 16% from three. That's just completely unacceptable in 2021. There's no yeah. way that that should happen at all. Yep. This is like basically a fluke fucking game. But again, usual suspects, DeAndre Aiden, 19 points, 22 fucking rebounds. Just a beast, absolute beast. Paul George, 23 points, 16 rebounds. The, again, the rebound totals that Paul George is putting up is just fucking insane. And like they, it's not like they don't have a paint presence. They have Subach, they have um, they have Morris, like they have guys in the paint that can snatch everything, but Paul George is kind of making a statement and yeah. and Zubach is still putting up rebounds by all means, but yeah, like he's still getting his fucking 12 or 13 and change. Yeah. So I think that game fucking uh I mean yeah, both offenses were just absolute horrid, but the Clippers, man, if they could have just shot a little better from the line, they like fucked sixty-five percent and then the Suns were eighty-five percent. If you mm-hmm. fucking make they missed eleven, they went twenty-one for thirty-two, and you make half of those eleven, you you win the game right there, you know what I mean? So like yeah. they just uh yeah, just shoot a little better from the line. They could have pulled that, scraped that one out, even though it was shitty on both ends of the floor. Fucking Reggie Jackson's actually been playing really nice for the Clippers, though. That's one guy that's been just popping off for a good 20 or 20 yeah. so here and there, here and there, you know. And that's been really good for them. It's been really helping them out with Kawhi out. So, yeah. And Kawhi Leonard remains to be out with his, uh, remains to be seen. He's out with his knee injury. Don't know when he's coming back. There's not really news. It's kind of going quiet, quiet on quiet. They just kind of give an update before every game, basically saying, yeah, he's not playing. Shit like that, I think. I don't know. It's just a big test for Paul George, uh, whether he can carry the load on his back. Pause. Um, but, yeah, no. Uh, Suns and Clippers, game five. Down 3-1. Um, Ty Lue isn't, uh, isn't shy about – 
being down 3-1 by any means. Uh, if anybody remembers the 2016 finals. But, um, yeah, 116-102, to 102, Clippers win, kind of crawl back into the series. They got two games now. Now they have a chance. They have a shooting, um, just a good shot at actually coming back in the series. They kind of have Phoenix. They don't really have them up against the wall. Phoenix has some games in their in their pocket that they could spend, but they know that they're there and just one fucking mistake and it can turn around really quickly on them. Paul George is obviously sick of being called Pandemic P. Uh, 41 points, 13 rebounds, six assists. See, usual night, but he popped off on the points. Um, Booker showed a glimpse of his earlier self. He had 31 points, four for six from the three-point line. Um, but yeah, no, 14-point game. Basically, what that tells me is second half, Clippers just completely took over. And yeah, they're uh, they're trying to make a statement, man. I don't know. It's going to be – there's not really much to say. It's kind of like trying to just wait everything out. Like, we know what these teams are. We've seen them play in the playoffs so far. And, like, it's the conference finals now. Like, we know what to expect. It's just – it's chess at this point. It's not checkers anymore. Checkers is, like, the first round and semifinals where like some of the teams that don't deserve to be there obviously show their true colors, but all these teams can have the potential to squeak into the finals. It's just a matter of how everything plays out. Um, Tonight's game, Bucks versus Hawks game four. Who are you taking for uh, game four tonight? Bucks versus Hawks game four. See, your prediction's looking pretty good now. The whole fucking Atlanta win one, fucking Bucks going his full-on spank attack. But, uh, yeah, especially with the Trey Young uh, injury, yeah. too. I'm pretty confident. Well, and even if he does come back, I don't think he'll be 100%. So I'd have to take the Bucks on that one tonight. Yeah, I'm taking the Bucks on this, uh, this one tonight. I think they take a comfortable 3-1 lead and – Bring it back to Milwaukee to send their team into the finals. It's it's weird, man. It's weird not seeing Stafford LeBron in a in a running shot for the finals. But it's also interesting. Yeah, it's interesting, but it's also I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know either. It's 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 like it's. I don't want to say sad. Like it's not sad, but it's like. They're more it's more entertaining when those guys are in there, you know what I mean? Like shooting their shots at each other and shit. Yeah, um, just but they're but they're bros like on the after the game, they're bros. That's the that's the sick thing. Yeah. But during the game, they go at each other and just fuck it's it's just awesome to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh Wednesday tonight when this video comes out, Suns versus Clippers game six in Los Angeles. Who are you taking game six? Uh, are the saying, Suns finishing it off? In LA, I think this game or the series is going seven. So I think the Clips are going to take this one and we're going back to Phoenix for game seven. Yeah, I think so too. I think the Clips are taking this. I think Paul George goes fucking absolutely insane. And then don't be surprised if you might see the clock come out in game seven in Phoenix. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he forces it. I think probably made, uh, 
made a deal in secret to Paul saying, get me, get me to game seven, and we'll fucking take it from there. <laughs> get me to game seven, and don't worry. If you got me to game seven, I'm there, bud. Yeah. Which, knee or no knee or no knee. I'm yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll fucking tape an ice pack to the bitch and just run out there. I don't really care. Fuck. Yeah, put PG's running on that adrenaline too, man. Fucking playoff career high. Like that he's gonna take that into the next game, I think. He has to. I think so too. It's just his confidence is at an all-time high. He's playing some of the best basketball he's played in yeah. like a long time. Yeah, fucking right. Yeah, he's sick of all the bullshit. I think the braids are helping him, man. They're just the braids are helping him. <laughs> the fucking media is kind of laid off his ass too. That was yeah. a big thing. It didn't really help back in the past when he was on OKC and he got a fucking absolute dagger from Damian Lillard in the face to send his ass home. He got waved goodbye too. I mean, that's man, that's that, just that clip played for like a year. At least it still gets played today. So. I gained so much respect for Damian Lillard that night, though. Yeah. The oh, fact man. that he just waved goodbye and then acted like nothing happened. Everyone was around him cheering, and he just sat there and was fucking straight dog faced, just fucking. Yep. Uh, a couple things I want to go over before we get out of here. Uh, the NBA is looking to. I don't want to say restrict, but they're trying to contain the jumping into people on the shot release and getting the fouls. That came out last week. I was going to do a no-cap recap, but I was kind of feeling under the weather, so I wanted to come back 100% this week, so I didn't go over it. I had plans to go over it, but yeah, in the NBA, kind of diving into the defender on the shot, the NBA is looking into uh, basically – calling that a no foul from now on. So what do you think about that? I kind of agree with that. Yeah. Like, um, I guess it all depends. Like if you're, if you're jumping and doing your normal shot where you're landing and someone's fucking in your way when you're landing, yeah, it's a foul, but this fucking, someone's fucking three feet away from you. You're fucking taking a shot and you're fucking jumping fucking not even near anywhere close to where you would land if you were to just uh, just take your shot normally. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that's a bullshit foul on the, on the defender. Like, it's been bullshit. Be it slows yeah. the game down. It's stupid. Uh, it gets people in foul trouble for no reason. It's not like they're not fouls. The league really needs to I think all leagues in general need to figure out, maybe not the NFL. The NFL is not nearly as bad with the, the penalties as like yeah. the NBA is with fouls and the MLB is with bad umpire calls. But, yeah, the, the NBA is probably the worst league for officiating, in my opinion. And then the, right behind in second is the MLB, just because the strike zone is just basically a personalized strike zone. But we'll get into that a different day. Uh, but yeah, no, the NBA, they decided a long time ago to protect their players. And the way that they were going to do that is to really tighten up on the foul calls. Uh, you can't push off guys anymore to kind of gain space on the shot. When you drive, basically you get to jump straight up. And even sometimes when you jump straight up with your hands up, you're still going to call for fouls and like, we're not going to video replay every fucking – no team's going to video challenge every single foul. Like, if it's a crucial time and it's a bullshit call and it's obvious, 
Yeah, but um, yeah, no, I think it's good for the league. The it slows the game down. Like there was a fucking game. Mm, trying to think, I can't remember what game it was, but the last two minutes was thirty or thirty-five minutes of like actual time. So like two yeah. minutes of game time was thirty-five minutes. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Just yeah, insane. and it shouldn't like it doesn't like nest they don't. I don't know what they're changing it to. If they're just changing it to nothing, or they're changing it to an offensive foul if they do that. Do you know? Um, Let me look. Yeah, I was gonna say because it was, doesn't necessarily have to be an offensive foul on the shooter. I just, just call say the just call or just yeah, just don't call anything. Just play on. Like don't like stop slowing the game down. Like you said, just kind of let them play. <laughs> no foul on the defender because he literally stayed put where he should have been, and the fucking shooter. You shouldn't have even been jumping over there anyway to try and get a foul. So, either way, just yeah, I think they should just not call anything on the play and just let the fucking game resume. Okay, so this is courtesy of Sports Illustrated. If the contact is marginal, then there will be a no call. But if more than marginal, then an offensive foul will be six. So that makes start- that makes sense. Yeah, if they're, they're gonna, fuck, if they over exaggerate it, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Oh, like players will be on the three point line. We'll see somebody come in, take a step back, and then jump in like on yep. their release just to get those potentially three shots or that four point play. And it's just I never got that either because like the offensive player can easily injure their ankle, like stepping on another player's foot. And it's happened fucking God knows how many times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I think it's good for the league. Um, can't remember what my second point was going to be. Sorry, Bob, I interrupted you. No, no, it's okay. No, it wasn't due with the fouling, but yeah, no, I, I just wanted to bring that up because we're doing the NBA and really this. Not much is going on like this week. The Bucs and the Hawks are fucking duking it out as expected, and the Clippers and the Suns are duking it out. So, like, we kind of got to – yeah, there's a lot to talk about with the games and shit, but players – it's just a star league, dude. Like, Paul George is Paul George. Chris Paul and Devin Booker are Devin Booker. We expect them all to ball out. I don't expect them to have a game where they go 16% from the three-point line. That we'll talk about, but like we're expecting them to fucking ball out. These are the conference finals. These are like the most intense games of the year, other than the finals. So yeah. Um, other than that, really nothing. I just think it's personally going to be weird to see these new teams in the finals for the first time in a long time. It's good for the league. You got to kind of space everything out. Can't be the Le- LeBron James show every year. Yeah, no, as, sorry. As it was, and I'm like a huge Steph, Steph, Steph Curry show every year, but sorry. Yeah, no, uh, I'm just I'm glad the league is kind of balancing out with dynamic duos. I just remember what the, uh, the other thing was. So there's a drama going on with uh, Damian Lillard and the uh, Trailblazers right now based on the coaching 
and the staff yeah. that they're bringing in. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. See, I knew something was going on there. I called it. They uh they just signed Chauncey Billups to be their fucking head coach, I think, for like a five-year deal or some shit like that. But uh, uh, not liking it or no, that the Damian Lillard not being cool with the staff came out before Chauncey was announced as head coach. So I don't know okay. if you got word already before it hit the public that Chauncey was going to be the head coach or not. And he, he's not fucking with it. But uh I I don't know, man. Uh, I just I I think Dame is finally starting to realize that franchise isn't going to do shit for him. Uh, they can sign him to a sexy two hundred million dollar contract, but at the end of the day, they're not going to surround him with anybody because they they're a small market team and like nobody really wants to play in Portland. That's another thing about this league as well. Like it's kind of prima donna in the sense where everyone's going to play in the big markets. Everyone's going to play in New York or LA or Miami, anywhere that they actually want to play or live and play basketball, that's where they're going to do it. And they're going to do it with those other stars of the league, like the Kevin Durant, fucking LeBron James. They're just going to go on recruits. Because, like, who doesn't want to have a chance at a chip? Anywhere And I think Dame, of all people, does deserve one. I mean, the guys poured his heart and soul into that fucking franchise for God knows how long. And they kind of haven't done the same thing back to him. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I think that if anyone deserves a chip, that guy at least deserves a shot at one because he's yeah. tried. He's tried to give his team that shot, and no one can really step up. He's tried to be the man. And yeah. He's tried to be the man, and he's starting to realize he can't do it all by himself. He's not, he not a number two. So no, he's not. He's not. He's like a. He's an over. He's an over subpar. Not not even a bench dude. He's he's not the second option. He's the third option. Yeah, he and can like, pop off, but yes. it's it's once in a while. It's not every other game. Every you can't game. rely on him to take no. take some of the fucking workload. And he had a big injury. He was out for months, and he was not the same when he came back either. No, so no, because I know like last year he's fucking dope. The year before he was like really good too. Like. He, yeah, I think he averaged like fucking 24, 25. And like, yeah. what else do you want from the second option kind of guy? Uh, yeah, no, Damian Lillard, it'll be interesting to see. I'm obviously going to keep everyone up to date about the Dame drama, but it's not looking good right now. Uh, I got to kind of figure out whether he already caught wind that Chauncey Phillips was going to be the head coach of the Portland Trailblazers or what. Um, Jason Kidd. One more thing. Jason Kidd fucking signed somewhere to be a head coach. Jason. Oh, yeah, I fucking regret that. Jason Kidd was named the uh, Dallas Mavericks head coach. Yeah. So that's fucking dope because like he played for the Mavs. So that's 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 pretty sick. Now he's coaching the Mavs. Uh it's a big step up for him. And I just want to talk about this briefly. Uh, Jason Kidd was the brains and the respect by the Los Angeles Lakers the last couple of years. Uh Frank Vogel was only a face. They kind of put him in there just in case uh they need to pull the eject button on him somebody to place all the blame on. He's the fucking blame guy. 
like everyone's just gonna put the blame on Frank and Frank. I'm pretty sure it was pretty okay with it. But Jason Kidd called all the shots. You can tell he was the basketball IQ on the team. He was the coach that all the players like went to and actually respected and gave their opinion on the game on because I don't really believe Frank Vogel has the same basketball IQ as Jason Kidd does. Um, Definitely yeah, not. No, congratulations to uh, Jason Kidd on head coach of the Dallas Mavericks. Congrats to uh, Chauncey Billups for getting the coaching job. Um in Portland as well. And yeah, other than that, anything you want to say before we get the fuck out of here? We kind of went from the NBA conference finals to a uh, slow drama on the side. Yeah. No, I honestly, I think the Mavs getting him as head coach, like that was a big thing they needed. Like that's going to change a lot of their fucking, when they go in the playoffs, I think that's going to change a lot of their drive in the playoffs. That's going to be a big difference with him as the head coach. A lot more motivation. I can see him playing mentor to Luka Doncic and just taking it. I can see him playing six, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> back out, strap up. Get, it, get himself fucking Fuck. two points. And oh, he could definitely still ball. Yeah, he could yeah. still ball if he wanted. Yeah. But, yeah, man. Uh, that was conference finals coverage. A little drama on the side. Never hurt nobody. Nope. Um. Friday, no cap recap. I will be back for that, I promise. Um, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Overcast, here on YouTube. Support. All the links are in the bio. Appreciate everybody that tunes in and watches this shit. Just kind of waiting for I'm going to keep saying it. We're just waiting for uh, the NBA to finish up what they have in store because it's uh, football season coming up real soon. It's right around the fucking corner. We're about a month and a half out from preseason, so that's when uh, that's when the buzz <laughs> is going to happen. Drinks are going to be had on this fucking pod. That's when uh, that boy comes out right there. Dak is back. There we go, baby. People will finally start putting respect on Tua Tagalaloa. Let's go, baby. And, uh, yeah, this was another episode of Zoom with the boys. Link is in the bio for all the social media shit, everywhere that you want to listen to it if you're out and about. Other than that, appreciate everyone listening. And until next time, go fuck yourselves. <laughs>